claiming they're fat and looking grim because they've been sitting choosing a hat does anybody still wear a hat i'll drink to that I hope you enjoyed our rendition of Ladies Who Lunch by Camila Mendes and nobody else. Um, yeah, Camila Mendes actually wrote that song. Not many people know this. I feel like I'm not close enough. <laughs> like. I feel like I'm not close enough either. What is up with everything today? No, it's in the same place all yeah, the it's in the same place. <laughs> okay, this is good. I'm really squished in, but like it's good. <laughs> Are you good? Not really. I'm not very comfortable. I feel like we're like bravely back a bit. Everybody tries. Okay, are we good? Look into their eyes and you'll see what they know. Everybody, Everybody dies! <laughs> that was right in my ear. A toast to that invincible bunch. The dinosaur surviving the crunch. Let's hear it for the ladies who lunch. Everybody rise! Okay, we <laughs> Hey. My, my favorite thing about that scene is how everybody reacts to the way you would if your friend just broke out into song at your other friend's engagement party. My favorite part of that scene is it's kind of when you're like, oh my God, she is really insane. I love her. And everybody's like, oh my God, she was so cringy this episode. I was like, that, don't speak on her. She's Stop not for you. Season six Veronica was written for me. She was for me. <laughs> okay, anyway, enough Riverdale. Today, we're looking at Barbie as the island princess. Um, yeah. This was one of the movies that we watched quite a bit when we were younger. It goes down. <laughs> but, like, I couldn't remember any of the words to any of the songs. It was, like, with um, Princess and the Popper, it was, like, this vault unlocked in my mind, and I could remember all of the words all of a sudden. Yeah. There was not that for this movie. All I knew was, sun goes down. Do, do, do. <laughs> Yeah, we know. I can remember <laughs> feeling scared during the At The Ball song, but I can't remember any of the lyrics. What do you mean, feeling scared? I don't know, I just... I don't... <laughs> Was it because of Saji's crazy eyes? It's because so, they just had very threatening auras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off, Daisy. Give us your little recap. Okay, so this movie... There, it was back to being released on DVD first on the 18th of September 2007. Ellen would have been nearly a year old. So we had a baby. And it was released on Nickelodeon on the 23rd. It was directed by Greg Richardson, written by Elena Lesser and Cliff Ruby, edited by Colin Adams. The score was by Arnie Roth, and the songs were written by Megan Cavallari and Amy Powers. Kelly Sheridan was back as Barbie or Roe in this movie and Melissa Lyons was back as her singing voice. Alessandro Giuliani played Prince Antonio, Christopher Gaze as Saji, Steve Marvel as Azul, Susan Roman as Tika, Gary Chalk as Fraser. Is it Fraser? Is it Fraser or Fraser? I think it's Fraser. Yeah, I think it's just Fraser. Russell Roberts as King Peter. Uh, Patricia Drake as Queen Danielle. Betts Malone as Tallulah, Britt McKillop as Rita, Carly McKillop, oh, I wonder if they're related, as Gina, Chantel Strand as Sophia. <gasps> oh my god, wait, that reminds me of something I found out today that I'm actually shocked about. What? <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's husband co-created Pose. What? Yes. 
worked on Glee, American Horror Story, and Pose. So he's friends with what's his name? With Ryan Murphy, yeah. Yeah, the confusing guy. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ryan Murphy is so confusing. I don't like thinking about him too much. Yeah. He scares me. <laughs> but yeah, I was like shocked when I found out that. Because. I'm not getting to the story, but I went to his IMDb and I was like, hmm, I wonder what he created. And I suppose. Why were you I, looking at Gwyneth Paltrow's husband's IMDb? Because she tagged him in a post. And I was like, I've never actually looked at what he's been up to. So I looked at his Instagram and she said, he said in his bio, I was like, I make TV shows. So I was like, okay, I'll go check what he's done. Probably not that much. Probably not that good. Gwyneth is the bread maker in that family. Goop is making all of the money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, and her occasional appearances in Marvel movies. <laughs> and yeah, I saw that he made. He, he co-created poses and stuff, and I was very shocked. Anyway, <laughs> the movie had Chantel Strand as Sophia, Andrea Martin as Queen Ariane, Candice Nicole as someone. It doesn't say who she is. Oh, well. Kate Fisher as Queen Marissa, Brian Drummond as Lorenzo, David Kay as a guard, Kathleen Barr as Tiny, Scott Page Pagter as Nat, Ian James Curlette as Pat, and Matt the Mind Wrapped is credited as being voiced by himself. Um, who did you say that you didn't know who sh- what character it was? Candace Nicole. Candace Nicole. Let's search. Princess Luciana. Oh, okay. <coughs> right, let's have my water. Put my lip balm on. <coughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> so... This movie is about a six-year-old girl who gets stranded on a tropical island in the South Sea, which is a term most commonly used to talk about the part of the Pacific Ocean south of the equator or synonymously with Oceania or even more narrowly just with Polynesia. She washes up after a storm with a chest of her belongings, which has two letters on it, R and O. She's found by a red panda named Saji and an Indian peacock named Azul, who name her Ro after those two letters and raise her over the next 10 years, during which time their weird little found family also gains a young, clingy, cringe-fail Asian elephant named Tika. (coughs) During this time, Ro also learns to talk to animals. One day, Prince Antonio, who is exploring the South Seas with the royal scientist Fraser, finds Ro's island and ends up nearly getting eaten by... Um, probably because you're annoying. Right. I'm <laughs> kidding. Love you. <clears throat> the world hates us. There we go. <coughs> One day, Prince Antonio, who is exploring the South Seas with the ro- with his royal scientist Fraser, finds Rose Island and ends up nearly getting eaten by crocodiles, which Rose saves them from. Antonio invites her to return to his kingdom Apollonia with him. Ro agrees because she's curious about where she comes from and why she doesn't remember any of her life before arriving on the island, but she wants to take Saji, Azula, and Tika with her. You said Azula? Ah! <laughs> yeah, Azula's in this movie. She, she was she was in um, Fairytopia first, and now she's reprising her role in this one. Yeah. Saji, Azul, and Tika with her. During the journey to Apollonia, Ro and Antonio start to fall in love. They arrive, and Antonio's parents, King Peter and Queen Danielle, are pretty shocked when their son turns up with three wild animals and a random girl who can talk to said animals. Antonio's dad immediately doesn't like Ro, who he calls the Wild Island Girl, because it's throwing a wrench into his plans to have Antonio settle down and get married, 
but Antonio's three little sisters and his mother's rhesus monkey, which is a type of old world monkey, named Tallulah, instantly taking liking to them. This is when Princess Luciana and her mother, Queen Ariana, arrive, and King Peter reveals to Antonio that him and Luciana are now engaged, and he wants Antonio to stop his adventures and settle down. Both Antonio and Ro are pretty upset about this, particularly Ro, who feels like she went there for nothing. However, what nobody else knows is that Queen Ariana is actually out for revenge after her family, who worked for the royal family, were demoted to pig farmers after they tried to kill the king and were charged with treason. (laughs) When Ariana grew up, she married the oldest king she could find, who died pretty soon after they were married. When Ariana's daughter was born, she started to put a plan into motion where she would get her daughter to marry King Peter's son so she could infiltrate the palace and get her revenge. Ro considers going back to the island, but Antonio convinces her to stay. She tries to get to know the royal family, but it's a disaster, with the only people being kind to her being Antonio and Luciana, who herself doesn't want to marry Antonio because she doesn't love him and has nothing in common with him and can tell that he's in love with Ro. Ro, feeling like she's a failure, again considers going home, but Tallulah, Saji, Azul and Tika cheer her up by helping her get ready for the royal ball, which she goes to and wows everybody at. Her and Antonio dance at the ball, and he privately proposes to her, but she turns him down, reminding him that he has a duty to obey his father. Antonio then gets into an argument with his father about Ro and Luciana, and abdicates the crown to one of his younger sisters. He then leaves a note for Ro, asking her to run away with him, but Tika, who's afraid to lose Ro, hides the note. Meanwhile, Ariana has tasked her pet rats with spreading sunset herb throughout the kingdom, so that the animals eat it. What did she... Get the- <laughs> we will get to that later. Um, our our family give me all of that grief for nothing, for nothing, for nothing. The poison causes all of the animals in the kingdom who ingest it to fall into a coma, which Ariana convinces Fraser, remember he's the royal scientist, that the cause might be a disease brought by Roe and her animals. Ro realises that it's the sunset herb that's caused this and knows how to make an antidote to help, but before she can, Fraser tells King Peter his theory and he orders for Ro, Saji and Tika to be locked up. Oh, and also Azul. I forgot about Azul. I don't know how I forgot about Azul. Sorry, Azul. (coughs) Antonio, after finding out that Ro has been imprisoned, bargains with his father and they agree that Ro and the animals will be allowed to travel home if he marries Luciana. However, Ariana bribes one of the guards slash sailors, they seem to be doing both jobs, (laughs) to throw them all overboard. When they're all on the ship, Tika, feeling bad because she thinks that if Ro had gone with Antonio earlier, none of this would have happened, confesses that she took Antonio's letter to Ro, asking her to run away with him because she was scared of losing Ro. Ro then lets Tika know that she doesn't blame her and that she'll never lose her. Unfortunately, right after this beautiful moment, they all get thrown overboard (laughs) and nearly fucking die. While overboard, Ro gets a flashback to the shipwreck from her childhood and remembers her full name, Rosella. They call on some dolphins to help them back to the kingdom, where Luciana is getting ready for her and Antonio's wedding later that day. While she's getting ready, her mother tells her not to eat anything because it's bad luck for a bride to eat on her wedding day. Making her way to the castle, Ro is told by a little bird that Ariana has put sunset herb in the wedding cake to kill both Peter and Antonio. Ro makes her antidote to help all of the animals, however the guards find them, and Tika has to barrel through the wedding and stop it to get Antonio's help while Saji takes the antidote to Tallulah to wake her up. 
Since Tika interrupted the wedding, all the guests follow her and Antonio to Roe, who accuses Ariane of poisoning all the animals or trying to poison everyone at the wedding. No one believes her, but Luciana sticks up for Roe, telling everyone that her mother told her not to eat anything at the wedding. Ariana flees in a carriage and there's a chase scene and eventually she's thrown from the carriage into the pig pen. Antonio's parents apologise to Ro for not believing her and Luciana and Antonio's wedding is called off. Ro tells everyone her full name and one of the wedding guests, Queen Marissa of Palladio, overhears and it turns out she's actually Ro's biological mother and Ro is a princess. King Peter further apologises to Ro for disliking her so much since the moment he met her and she accepts his apology. Ro and Antonio are married, Luciana gets to find someone she loves, and Ro and Antonio sail off together on new adventures with Tika, Saji, Azul, and Tallulah. So, should I start with the little guys, or should I wait till we get to Tallulah? Yeah, I mean, I've talked about pretty much all the little guys. This movie is abundant with little guys. So can you just start? Yeah. Okay. So, let's go on to everyone's favourite segment. By everyone, I mean me. Ellen's Ellen's Little little guys. Guys! Woo! Thank you very much. Okay, let's start off with Azul because I think I have the most... I also have the most to say about Tallulah, but I have the second most to say about Azul. Um, in my notes, I wrote that Azul seems like the type of character that Mattel would come out like a couple years after the movie released and be like, yeah, actually, he was gay. There's your representation. <laughs> and everyone would be like, why the peacock? <laughs> Do I agree with it? <laughs> yes. yes. But like, why the peacock? So, yeah. Um... He is 100% like ahead of everyone, every other little guy in the slate apartment. He is so. He is just so. He's really mean. Like, they first find Ro, and Saji's like, oh no, what are we gonna do about this? And she's just like, she can swim back to wherever she came when from. When she wakes up, she can swim back to where she came from. It's like, it's so funny. Uh, I really love him, though. <clears throat> I think he's like. I mean, Ro turned out pretty well, so, like, yeah. Azul and Saji obviously did a good job raising her. I will her. talk about Azul and Saji when I get to Saji. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, Azul's cool. I really like Azul. He's, um, just a little peacock. A king peacock. Or prince. I don't know. He's a prince, He's yeah. He's a prince. I'm sorry. Um, I don't get... I want to know more of his backstory. Like, is it just like a king thing where he's just like in his blood? He's like, I am a prince. Did he just decide it? Did he decide it? Is this or, like a Lion like, King type of situation? Are his parents like actually? Oh, but uh, something else about Azul. Um, he loves his peacock feathers. Absolutely adores them. The animation when his peacock <gasps> feathers come out is really oh, good. Oh, it's really good. That's yeah. really good. But it's really sweet because when Rose is getting ready to go to the ball and like they're getting her dress all made up, this is one of my favorite dresses. Oh yeah. When I was younger, I think because it was blue mm-hmm. and blue is my favorite color. Um, and, but then, like, he offers her feathers to her. Yeah. And that's really it's nice. Really sweet. So he does have a heart. So, um, oh, yeah. Another thing I really like about him is that we hear his voice, like, not his voice, but, like, <clears throat> since Ro can hear him and nobody else can hear him, we hear his little squawks the most, and it's so weird sounding. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's what Peacock, it's like, wow, 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 wow. I think that is what Peacock sound like. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Peacock sound like, but I, f- I was not expecting that. So yeah, um, he's a little weirdo, and I give him an eight point four out of ten. Eight point four. Oh, you're doing this again? I feel like you forgot about I, that. I did, but I, I feel bad about it, so I'm doing it <laughs> again. I don't know how many times I'll remember to do it, but I'm gonna try and do it. Eight point four. 
I'm not going to help this time. You're <laughs> on your own. 8.4. <laughs> I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Just give me a second. 8.4. Islands. <laughs> islands. No. Just go for islands. <laughs> That's boring and basic. Okay. <laughs> 8.4 rose flags out of 10. Thank you. Where were the rose flags? Um, hello? The white roses and the flags? The flag of Rose Kingdom? Oh, yeah. Um, that was a really bad one. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that for this episode. Um, next we have Tika, who you have probably seen. You've probably seen Tika. She is, like, one of the animals has a really humanoid face. I just, the brightest blue eye. They made this decision with, like, everyone in the film. They bright are, blue eyes like, just like really shiny ge- eyes that kind of look like gems but in a bad way because it's like oh my god they're staring into my soul um so tika is the human looking elephant with really weird looking eyes um i don't want to be mean because i think she's like a baby that's all least that's what i thought she's a child i think um so i don't want to be mean and she did have a good character arc i think but she looks a terrifying yeah really ugly she's really scary however she is this movie's cringe fail yes and my favorite thing about her she hates straight people yeah there's this moment when ro first gets to like antonio's kingdom and the carriage comes out and antonio like offers his hand to ro to let her in the carriage and tika just stops yeah, Ro's just hand. Grabs, she hand. grabs it with her trunk and was like um i think i have to go with tika <laughs> very funny yeah but tika is just like really kind of insecure and clingy and she has insomnia and yeah. bad dreams which is very you which is very me <laughs> i <laughs> i actually wrote in my notes okay this elephant is scary but she's got insomnia which is very relatable yeah one thing the one thing that like made me especially annoyed at her is when they get to antonio's kingdom she's just like rose like oh my god these people look like me and Tika's just like, well, none of them look like me, so can we go now? <laughs> it's like, Tika, she's finding her past, finding her true self. Like, at least give her a day. <laughs> <laughs> she's so mad. Um, There's also this scene before the ball where she shoots sparkles out of her trunk. I'm not even going to ask, <laughs> but I have many she questions. She would have, like, had to inhale, inhale sparkles. sparkles and then shoot them out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like remember that game that was like um <gasps> the the elephant that oh my god butterflies yeah. up out of its that, trunk, I like love that it, that was game. such a great game. what's it called what was it called Trunky Man I, I think know. it was just called Elephant yeah. let me check I want to check now please do yeah <gasps> Elephant can we buy it how much is it it's going for like twenty pounds on eBay oh I still might though I don't know anyway I if I have time to get it before Christmas. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, okay, I like her, she's cringe fail, um, but she has a lot of drawbacks, so for that, I can only give her a 5 out of 10. Oh, just a 5? Should I bump up to a 6? Yeah, I'll give, I think you should give her at least a 6. Okay, we'll give her a 6, 6.3. She gets a 6, 6, Tika gets a 6.3. Woo! Let's go on to Saji. My main, <laughs> main thing I want to talk about is his relationship with Azul. Because, like... 
they're gay. They're definitely gay. I mean, like, it's just, like, Ro calls them her family, which makes it very obvious that, like, they're her dads in a way. So, like, yeah, there's something going on there. Definitely. Um, I don't know. I love them. Yeah. I'm glad they live a happy life together. I'm glad um, they got to, like, raise their two children, to get their two adoptive children together. Yeah. Who are a human being and an elephant. Yeah. A red panda and a... I was about to call him a turkey. <laughs> He's an Indian peacock. A red panda and a peacock raising a human and an elephant. That's a perfect family in my mind. Yeah. That is a sitcom we need. That's a sitcom we need. I need a sitcom of, like, their life before this movie. Um, yeah. The <laughs> the one thing I really want to talk about when it comes to Saji is, um, in, during the song at the ball. I knew it was going to be this. <laughs> he, like, him and Tallulah are, like, arguing about what role should wear. And then, like... <laughs> he goes, I think you should lose a silly nest thing because Saji wants to put a nest on Ro's head. <laughs> and Saji just goes, No way! <laughs> and his eyes are his so eyes big. are just popping. His eyes go really big and his voice. No, is it's like, like and one of them's like much bigger than the other. It's <laughs> terrifying, really. He looks like so he looks traumatized at the idea of losing like, the wait, nest. You played him? You played him. Christopher Gaze? Well done. Did I mean, play, well done. Did he play Bibble? No, he didn't play Bibble. Who else did he play? <gasps> no, he was Fungus Maximus. Was fung- and King Randolph. So that's fun to know. Yeah. And King Wilhelm. Did and Major Mint. Wow. I didn't know he was in so many. Yeah, a lot. They do seem to use the same voice actors yeah, over and over I just, again. I didn't know he specifically was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Saji has that one moment that's really terrifying and I really don't know what to say about it. I really, <laughs> I don't know if I love him more for it or if I hate him more for it or I don't know. <laughs> I think the guy who voiced him having gaze in his name is very fun. Because <laughs> he definitely did have a gaze. Um, and he also was a gaze. <laughs> it took too long to laugh at that. No, I was laughing. It's like silent laughing. Okay. So, um, final critique is he's very wise. This is exactly what I wrote in my notes. He's very wise, like a little elf with glasses, but panda. Okay. Did that make sense? Yes. Thank you. Um, seven out of ten. I agree. I prefer Azul. Um, obviously, but I do like him. Um, so Tallulah, I just have a lot of thoughts about. Some of them uh, are the like the first time we, the first time Tallulah came on screen, Ellen just went, ah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, the way the Queen holds her. What's the Queen's name? Do you remember? No. Okay. No. So the way the queen holds Danielle. her... Danielle. Danielle. So Queen Danielle holds her like an actual baby. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I knew that she was coming. I knew this movie had a monkey. But I I just like, I guess I forgot for a second. And, and thought- I just expected like, oh, she's holding a baby right now. And then we saw her and she's covered in fur. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember it. But there's, and then like right after that, Row and all the animals come in, and she makes the most amazing face. She is giving Queen Danielle the biggest side eye <laughs> I have ever seen. She hates this dude, but actually she likes them. It's gonna be yeah. She just looks so disgusted. <laughs> it was it was very yeah. But that look is what won me over with her. 
Um, I I feel bad for Tallulah, honestly. Same. I was about like, to get to that. Because like um, Roe and all them, like while they're there, Antonio offers her a room. He's like, nope, stay with my animal friends. And they end up living in like the greenhouse. And there's this bit where Roe says, says to Tallulah, like, you know, Tallulah's hanging out with him. She's like, oh, you should climb that tree there. And she's like, I've forgotten how. And then she <clears> mentions <throat> her brother. And it's just like, did they take this poor little baby away from her family and like her natural environment like it's honestly i i have more thoughts about that that i'll get to later yeah but i don't know it just made me feel really bad for her yeah she's obviously like i i'm not she obviously really likes living in the palace and danielle does seem to really danielle love really her. cares for her but it's like she mentions her old family and she says like she's forgotten how to climb it's like a monkey shouldn't forget how to climb mm-hmm. it's really weird i don't like it yeah and i i feel bad for her i'm i and guess she nearly dies yeah I mean, <laughs> she nearly dies as well Tallulah's going through it i didn't put the mice in my little guys probably because they didn't have a lot but no they had like one song that was fun yeah but like yeah i'm i'm gonna give her a nine out of ten mostly because of how bad i feel for her yeah I think she's really cool and I really love her. So she would probably have like a similar rating to Azul. But when she mentioned her brother, I was like, oh my God, the poor baby. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So that concludes our segment, I guess. Oh, but we also have a brief cameo from a past little guy. Wolfie! (gasps) Oh yeah, I was so... You see see Wolfie just like lying down on the ground during the rat song where they're going around and poisoning everyone. Oh my God. Daisy, don't think about it. Daisy, shut up. Oh my God! No, he's fine! Daisy, don't say anything. He's fine! Oh my God! Daisy, he's fine! No! Daisy, he's fine! He got, he got, he got the, he got the antidote Mm -hmm. and now he's fine. He's back. He's back. He's fine. There's also a cameo by one of the 12 dancing princesses. Um, one of... There are multiple. Are there? Yes. I just saw one of them. I the- saw multiple. Oh, okay. Well, which the- one did you see? The one in the red dress. The oldest one, I think, okay, with the black then. hair. I saw more than that, but we'll get okay. to that because I have thoughts on that as well. The crossover thing. Um, The first thing we see is the island. Um, it- I actually have something to say. Okay. They started this movie with one of my favorite things ever. They had an overture. It was so fun. They had all the songs and it was really, and I just feel like they really went in with the musical vibes. Mm-hmm. Like it seems very more like very more. It seems very more theatery. Yes, it does. That's what I was saying. Um, so I don't know. I really liked it. I didn't like the songs. I like like ugh. I didn't like the songs as much as I like the Princess and the Popper songs. Yeah, I think it's just the thing is like they're not as memorable. Mm-hmm. They're not as catchy. But I do prefer the way they like presented the songs mm-hmm. that's my opinion but yeah um one of the first things we see is the island and it looks like the island from mako mermaids <gasps> oh my god it does yeah, it looks like the island from h2o i kind of want to rewatch h2o but at the same time i don't because i, I have too it. much shit to rewatch i'm yeah. gonna rewatch star wars and then i want to rewatch avatar because i haven't watched it in like a year yeah and you said doctor who as well yeah and then after that i want to rewatch doctor who i have loads of stuff on my list i still have to watch i'm not, find anything I'm not watching anything new i'm just rewatching shit yeah <laughs> <clears throat> i want to know a bit more about why antonio does it and is is Antonio a colonizer? <laughs> oh my god, I have so much to say about this. I'm just gonna, I was gonna wait until later to talk about this, but I'm just getting to it now. So, like, they say that this movie takes place in, like, the South Seas. Like, that's where the island is. And they have an Asian elephant, 
and an Indian peacock. And they specifically, like, say, like, on the Wikipedia, that is the type of elephant and peacock that they have. So, like, Asia is not in the South Seas, I don't think. But it is a part of the Pacific Ocean. So, like, I'm assuming the island is meant to be somewhere in Asia. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's, like, it's very tropical and pretty and all that. And, you know. Um, I am not an expert on geography. So I may have got this all wrong. Um, I can't think of a place where a peacock and an elephant and a red panda would all be able to live together. But, you yeah. know, this island, that's where they live. This is Barbie magic. Mm-hmm. You, know. you know, they travel to the kingdom and they have the more stereotypically, like, European animals, like a pig and a horse and shit. Mm-hmm. But it seems to have the same kind of, like, landscape. Like, it's very tropical. Like, there's bright green grass bright pink flowers and palm trees and all that so like i i was led to believe that like all of this movie was kind of meant to take place in asia mm-hmm. why is everybody white oh yeah it's weird like where the fuck are like the brown people where are the black and brown people it's, it's just like and yeah. it's like antonio already has some serious colonizer vibes yeah. you know sailing in to this tropical island and going on all these adventures like the moment i saw him it was like you know stuff that you don't realize when you're younger it's like oh shit he's a colonizer colonizer. but it's like given that um his kingdom seemed to have like the same kind of landscape as the island which again i'm assuming is somewhere in asia um and like since this happens in the same world as the 12 dancing princesses and they mentioned in that movie that africa exists i'm assuming that asia also exists mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's kind of like have is this a kingdom that they have colonized oh yeah that it, like i know that that's pretty dark but that's where my mind went it's it like, like one of those things that like the creative team probably were not thinking about it but watching it you like, can't help but yeah think like about and it. like watching it when we were younger we didn't yeah. you don't think about it obviously but watching it now it's like did they already like colonize this place was there like a genocide yeah it's... because everybody in this kingdom is white I everybody it. yeah it's the idea of like Tallulah as well being like taken away from her home yeah and like forced to assimilate into this environment that she does not belong in it's the (laughs) the colonizer vibes are peak it really yeah but I mean it's also but I mean also you know everybody in the kingdom doesn't seem to know but like an elephant and a peacock and like a red panda is like they've never seen them before so maybe it wasn't meant to take place like in the same country as the island but again it has the same kind of landscape like it's all tropical and shit yeah okay i didn't think about that but yeah yeah this is just the things that i think about it just shows how white the teams behind these movies were mm-hmm. lots of oversights like this you know it's like similar to i think is like because we were talking last time about how in fairytopia there were all these oversights when it came to disability and how that works in this world i think i mean honestly i i hope it doesn't sound bad i don't think that they thought about anything while making fairytopia yeah and especially not disabled people because like back then nobody cared like now back then in the ancient day of 10 years ago i know (laughs) but now like there are more people who are like speaking out about how yeah there are more conversations but nobody cared back in like 2006 yeah anyways yeah i think it's just like it just kind of shows that the creative teams behind these movies there were just so many things they were just 
not thinking about at all. They went into these movies very no thoughts head empty, which yeah. I can sometimes respect, but sometimes it's like maybe you guys. Yeah, when it's like the ov- when like the oversights are things like this, it's like then it becomes more of an issue. Mm-hmm. Something else, somewhat. <laughs> something else, somewhat dark. Okay. I'm just gonna get this all out of the way now, okay? okay? And then we can talk about like the fun stuff in the movie. Well, first of all, Queen Ariana, <gasps> legend icon star her musical number it's so amazing it's just her singing a song Can i quote some of my yes. lines the king's forgotten how he wrecked my family's life when i was just a tiny tot just because we tried to kill him and his wife a little treason not a lot <laughs> a little treason not a lot just a little tiny bit that's so funny oh my god <laughs> i found the oldest king that i could his heart condition was a plus <laughs> Sunday we were wed, Wednesday he was dead. Happily, that put an end to us. <laughs> She's so smart! I love her! She is great. But honestly, like, I feel kind of bad for her. Yeah, no, here's what I think. You remember that moment in community when Troy went to air conditioner school and, like, they were like, you sent him to the sun chamber or whatever, and he was like, no, he's a murderer! Take him to jail. <laughs> That's how I feel watching Barbie movies. Why did you put her as a pig burger and not in prison? But, like, she seems to have been a child when yeah. this happened. I get punishing her parents for trying to kill you. Yeah. But, like, also, what age is she? If when she was young, the king and his wife tried to kill her, what uh, age is she? Maybe it's just, you know, a generational thing where she was like, well... The old king is dead now, guess I have to Yeah, maybe it was like a generational thing. Isn't that what they did in the Hunger Games? They were like, well, now that he's dead, let's put all their children into a Hunger Games and see how they feel. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) like, we don't know why they tried to kill him. And I am not against killing kings. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, woo, yeah. Especially after what you just said. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if he did all that, then, like, yeah, I support her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know why they tried to kill the king in the first place. Like, because they were his employees, obviously. We don't know how high ranked they were. They're obviously pretty high ranked. But, like, we see that the guards and the sailors, they seem to be, like, double booked. Yeah. They seem to be, like, working two jobs. They're probably really overworked. When Ariana, like, she offers one of them, like, money to kill, like, Rowan or friends. So this guy's either number one, a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Or he's number two, just really fucking underpaid and overworked and desperate for cash. Yeah. And, like, the king, the minute he meets Ro, he doesn't seem to like her. Yeah, it was a little... I mean, like, you know, if my son brought home a girl and he was like, I love her, and she was like, I can talk to animals, by the way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, he was... He just seemed to have this complete and utter distaste for her from the mm-hmm. minute he met her. Yeah. So it was like... And he seems to have, like, no empathy for his own child. Yeah. Like, none. Like, he seems to have no empathy for his own child. Like, how are we meant to think that he has empathy for his employees? Maybe, you know, Ariana, maybe our parents were right to try and fucking kill this guy. So, like, I feel, (laughs) seriously, like, (laughs) I'm not against, like, the people killing the king. Like, I don't care. So, like, yeah, I feel bad for her. Like, the king doesn't seem to have a whole lot of empathy for his own family. Why would he have empathy for his employees? We don't know how fucking badly they were treated. And in punishing, you know, her parents, he also punished her. And she was obviously like a child. 
Yeah, when this happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I don't know. like well, the thing. Well, maybe she wasn't a child. Well, maybe. Did she like, mention she's a child? I think so. Like, those are the connotations. Yeah, when I was just a tiny tot. Yeah. She was a child. So, like, why punish her too? So, like, honestly, I am for her trying to kill the king. Go ahead, girl. Do yeah. your thing. Is she a shitty parent? Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And, I, like, while I feel sorry for her, I feel more sorry for Luciana. hmm Because she seems just like a nice girl. I love Luciana. Luciana's really cool. Her, but I'll get to that later. Um, and one more thing. I'm going to talk more about this when we get to Princess Charm School. Um, this kind of, like um you know hidden princess plot that they do a lot and i understand why like it's a barbie movie this whole movie they were got like it was it was kind of felt like antonia was like just like but, but let me marry her i know she's not a princess but i love her and then at the very end they were like actually she, she is, is a, princess. a princess you can marry her and it's all this thing like you know you see it a lot with these movies is that this character barbie's character she has like this innate gracefulness and kindness that nobody else around her has and then kind of at the end of the movie you find out she's a princess and like it's kind of hinted that that is where this these innate wonderful traits come from yeah not from the fact that she's just a good person but from the fact that she is a princess who was born from the quote-unquote good royals and like i'm going to talk much more about this when we get to princess charm school because i have so much to say about that movie and what it tells us about class (laughs) yeah but like i just think that it's something that we see through all of these movies like the whole idea of you know, and the people around her maybe don't like her very much. And then they find out she's a princess and they instantly like her. And it's like, this isn't framed as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That they begin to instantly like her when they find out she's a princess. So yeah, that's all of my deeper stuff to do with this movie. Yeah, <laughs> The children looked good for the 12 dancing princesses, but they gave them the weird eyes and they looked bad again. Seriously, we were watching this movie and I was like, for fuck's sake, you've got to be kidding me. We genuinely screamed. Our parents were very confused. Yeah, because we watched this movie with our parents. Well, our, our mom watched it with us. Our dad was watching Clash videos on his he phone. Was... He was checked out. He doesn't care. He did watch a little. Yeah. But, like, we were just... It was so frustrating. It was so frustrating. Because, like, they updated the designs for 12 Dancing Princesses. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you just use those designs? It, they do look better than they did in Nutcracker. Yeah. And, like, Rapunzel. Like, I will give them that. They are looking better. They're not nightmare fuel anymore. They are still not good, though. They're not great looking. They still have the fucking massive cheeks and the glassy eyes. It's like, you changed it. It looked better. Stick with it. Yeah. I want to talk about Rose Magic real quick. Because, like... Rose Magic? Well, yeah, she can talk to animals. Yeah, I... I was... I I don't get, like... what. I didn't know if she could speak to animals or not because, like, it can. She obviously can. No, I mean, like, I, I mean, I didn't know if that was magic or not because yeah. it's like I feel like she wouldn't be able to speak English mm-hmm. if she was able to speak to the animals. I mean, obviously, this movie's not accurate. Yeah, it's not accurate at all. So I'm just gonna say she's magic. Yeah. Okay. There's also this moment where she goes to the greenhouse and she like puts a tiny bit of water on this flower oh, yeah, and it and instantly just, like, like grows. So I don't know. I think she's also plant magic or something. Something. Yeah. She got some kind of magic there. Like I don't know. I think something's up with her. Here's another thing I think is up with Ro- with Rose. <coughs> so it's ball time. They're at the ball. Um and Sa- Saji goes to this carriage he sees with the flag 
that washed up with Ro on the shore. So he goes to tell Ro, and him and Ro go down to the horse, and she's just like, "Hey, dude, do any of does these do these people have a child, like a daughter?" And then he's like, "No, this is a Duchess car. They only have three sons." Now I know her parents are not the Duchess, and she, she's the daughter of the Queen. However, I will be taking this as Ro is trans. That is what I will say. That's great. Thank you. Love that for her. Mm-hmm. That's I. That was the first thing that came to my head, and then they're like, "Actually, she's the queen's child," which obviously, but like, I don't know. That's just what I think. That's just my personal opinion. It's right, and everyone else is wrong if they say no. What do you think of Antonio? Hmm. Mm, I mean, again, there are the this okay vibes. okay. <laughs> this movie seems a lot more centered on romance than the other movies. Yeah, it's like which I think I like. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at least, like, the romance seems to be I'm glad they committed to the romance. Yeah, and it wasn't just, like, a side thing that but, was like, happening. I don't know. I just... It was a fine relationship. I mean, I... Oh, my God. When they're, like... <laughs> when they're, like, sailing away at first, like, when Ro is travelling to the kingdom, there's this musical number, and it's, like, their mouths aren't moving along which is with like, the lyrics. Which is, like... Which is fine. Commit. I get why. I'm just, like, it's fine. I get why, but... The thing that annoys me is they're doing the movements like they're belting, mm-hmm. but their mouths aren't moving. It's just I wish they committed to the musical theater vibes more. As I said, this music this musical is very much like musical. <laughs> that, I'm not sure if that makes sense, but like I just wish they just let them sing. Like people do that in musicals. Yeah, it's like what's it called again? A soliloquy. A soliloquy. Yeah, just just let them do it. Also, Antonio has really big teeth. He does? I didn't notice that. Like, that was one of the first things I noticed. Like, this guy is fucking massive teeth. Um, also, I do kind of love that, like, he met one girl and abdicated the throne. The, yeah, and more to say about him abdicating the throne, he has three five-year-old sisters, which, I mean, like, and he's just I'm like, glad this country is cool with having women in power, but... I'm sorry, dude. Your sisters are children. You, you I mean, they will probably be grown up by the time their dad dies. Yeah, but still, it's just like, why? <laughs> I don't get just like your sister. <sighs> like, but like, I was just thinking about after like Tika steals the note and he thinks that Rose turned him down. I can just imagine him like crawling back to his dad, just like, hey. hey. No. <laughs> abdicating I was, I was lying that was a joke that was just, is that funny that was the little <laughs> little crazy moment that was that was a funny i'm i'm thinking of trying stand up actually <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of trying stand up yeah oh you're so funny yeah you're so funny i too have been thinking of trying stand up <laughs> um but yeah i just him just him just abdicating the throne after meeting this one girl is really funny good for me. him actually yeah. honestly I support that. Yeah, I support that. Even I though he's a... Oh. Hello, Mother. Hi. Yes. Hello. Would you like to come say something? About to the people? About Island Princess, what you thought of it? Island Princess, no, it wasn't one of my favourites, to be honest. Okay, what is your um, favourite? My favourite would have to be... Because that goes on nostalgia, really, for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I would have to be... Musketeer. Yeah, that was uh, a good movie. Christmas Carol. Invented yes. third wave feminism. And what's the third one? Diamond uh, Castle. Diamond Castle. I'm not singing. Those are three great movies. Should three we pa- great choices. Should we right pause there. for right now? And yeah. Okay.
So, we were at Antonio abdicating the throne. So yeah, kind of love that he abdicated the throne over somebody he just met. Big Young Royals vibes with that. Um, which brings us to the rats. <laughs> um, so tell me, Daisy, what do the rats do? Nothing. Tell me what the rats do, Daisy. <laughs> the sunset herb. So, when when I was a child, when I was young, like many young children, I like to play, you know, cafes and stuff. I like to have my own little restaurants. And to be a chef. Mm-hmm. Some of my delicacies were the salad sandwich, where instead of bread, because I don't think I had any bread, <laughs> I would use two bits of salad as, like, the bread for a sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's um, an actual thing. People do that. Yeah. Um, there was also macamoney. That was something that our cousin made up, where she would cook money. <laughs> you know, macamoney, macamoney, macamoney. Oh, she was so cute. Um, and also... In my dessert category, I had a dish that I like to call Sunsetter. I don't know what the fuck was in this dish. It was just what I called it. And it was, it was fine. It was, her, it was her specialty. It was my specialty. It was my signature dish. And then we watched this movie. And because of the people in this movie's fucking stupid American accents, they say it Sunset Herb. Yeah. Herb. Herb, yeah. So us, being the stupid fucking Scottish people we are, thought that it was sunsetter so basically this began a whole thing of my entire family saying that my lovely dessert at my pretend restaurant was me trying to poison (laughs) them and this just went on for years they were talking about how i tried to fucking poison them you're moving the mouse yes i know i'm very angry about this and then and then we watched this movie again two nights ago and it was not sunset her. It was sunset herb. It was a fucking Really? And I I I I was so upset about this. My family <laughs> accused me of trying to poison them when all I wanted to do was give them a lovely stay at a high-end restaurant for nothing. And yeah, so I'm I'm very annoyed about that. Very annoyed. Um, other than the sunset herb, the rats literally just sing a song about cheese, which I love. If this movie had a live action remake, James Gordon would play one of the rats. I don't think so. Honestly, really? I don't know. Do you think he's like fallen too far at this point? No, I think he would. He just he played one of the rats in the Cinderella, and that made sense because it was Gus Gus, and it was like, like it's a fat rat. And James Gordon can play it because that's what Hollywood's always like now. But um, I don't know. I just don't see these rats as James Gordon like. Anyway, yeah, they say that they are hungry little fellas who dream at night about mozzarellas, and I'm like, oh my god, same. So I do that. Did. And I like how there's a mime rat who doesn't sing. Yes, there's this bit where he's just like, he's on, sorry. (laughs) There's this bit where he's just like, he's on the stairs. It's like, they're all running down the stairs during the song. And it's like, he's not moving down the stairs. He's just picking up his legs over and over again. And I guess he's meant to be like miming something, but I don't know what. Mm -hmm. What the fuck was he meant to be miming? We never know. We never know. Yeah. I don't get why Queen Ariana... 
decided to like make them sleep and then they would like die from starvation in a while i would just you know poison them fully i would yeah. commit maybe it's because maybe they just didn't want to go that far yeah with a kids movie um what was i gonna say oh yeah but like you know the animals are all poisoned and fraser the royal scientist is like trying to figure out what it is and ariana just says to him like you know oh maybe it's a disease brought in from strangers from the south seas and the man just runs with it he just runs with it. Well, I mean, what other thing was he supposed to think? But, like, this guy's meant to be a scientist. And it's like one person says to him, maybe it's this. And he just goes full force with it. He says, yep, this is an issue. I just feel like he should have done a bit more looking into it. Look at the animals. Yeah. Like, you know, look, look into it. But he just runs with it. Like, do, you're a scientist. Do more fucking, do your fucking job. I mean, what happened was, wasn't it like he went to the king and queen and he was like it might be this and they were like okay then get rid of them yeah but that that's something i also don't understand like why they decided to lock them up in prison why don't you just send them away in the first place one of my favorite lines of the whole <laughs> movie is i'm not sure i think it might have been it was either tika or azul i'm pretty sure it was azul and he went are we really prisoners and a guard came up and he was just like good for the prisoners yeah that was great <laughs> just throws their food and then azul eats it the fucking idiot kind of stupid yeah and he faints well done azul so they're on the boat and they get thrown overboard, which is quite funny, actually. <laughs> it was, it's a funny scene to watch. And then, you know, since Alina, no, not Alina, <laughs> since Ro can call on animals, she just starts screaming, Dolphins! Help us! Because, like, Tika's going to drown to an elephant. So then the dolphins come. Oh, and by and the they- way, when they first fell in the water, we were watching this movie, our moms were like, get the fucking dolphins to come and help! Yeah. Um, so the dolphins are able to lift Tika. Like, and I just don't get how that... <laughs> were they, they do, like, I mean, I one guess, under each leg. I guess she's lighter in the sea. I know, but, like... Well. I don't know because uh, who knows? I don't. I don't know it's, either. It's not about the heaviness. It's just about how they did it. Did they do like two? Th- were there like two dolphins, one under each like legs? Maybe. I don't know. I just. I can't. I think that would be the best way to do it. If one dolphin under each leg. <gasps> oh my god! There's this moment where okay, so they get off. They, the dolphins save them. They get off the boat. They're they're back at the palace, and Rose just like okay, I'll make the antidote. You guys go stall. So then Tika just starts running at the guards <laughs> and throws them out of the way. It's amazing to watch. This is when Tika enters her sleigh era. Yeah. Um, it is the unflopping of Tika. <laughs> but I think I just think it's a great example of like peak. Peak Barbie movie. Peak Barbie movie physical comedy. They're really good at physical comedy. And by really good, I mean I think it's funny. I love Louisiana. She's fun. I love her. She falls under one of my favorite categories of characters, which is the sandwich, re- sandwich <laughs> lesbians. Um, examples of this trope. Apple White. Amity, Amity Blight. Blight. Yeah. Luciana is now at Luciana is... What's her name from uh, Princess Charm School? Delancey. So, here is 
what I want to happen. Okay, so number one, we saw the 12 Dancing Princesses sisters walk in and we screamed. We audibly screamed. Obviously, they're just... Using- no, because, like, during that moment, during the ball, I was thinking, like, it would be so fun if they like, just threw in a little cameo somewhere, mm-hmm. you know? Just one of the couples from an old movie. And then they did! We had a cameo from 12 Dancing Princesses and we had a cameo from Wolfie, so that was very fun. It wasn't, like, Baker fun. I feel like I didn't care about the Baker because he wasn't a big character, but Wolfie and the 12 Dancing Princesses, they're big characters, so you yeah. could actually be like, oh my god, it's them! So here is here is what I think should happen. Me personally, this is what should happen in my mind. At the very end of the wedding, we see Louisiana sitting and right behind her, right behind her is Ashlyn. Right next to her is also a boring man who we she seems to be with, but who cares about that? We're ignoring him. He doesn't exist in my mind. He le- I literally could not see him. I'm blind to him. Um, so in my mind... Ashlyn and Louisiana got married. And so, in the end, there did end up being, like, a cool truce between kingdoms there. Mm-hmm. And also, I made it gay, even though I, I I didn't have a lot to work with, but I did it. Yeah, I mean, Luciana and Ro, there's, there's a little bit there. There's this one scene where they have tea together, and Luciana tells her how to drink tea properly, but that's about it. I don't really care about them, though. <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. But, like... Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm fine with Ro getting with Antonio. Yeah, that's fine. Louisiana, who I care about. Yeah, I want her. And to be the happy. and the twelve dancing princesses. But yeah, we saw a couple of them. We mm-hmm. saw like Blair. Did you have your chart? No, I deleted it. I Is it in your deleted folder? It might be. Oh yeah. Okay, so we saw Ashlyn, Blair, and I'm pretty sure we saw Courtney. The three oldest ones. Yeah. So they exist in this universe. So like, you know. You might say that that's confusing because, you know, there's a Barbie in each universe. There's Genevieve and there's Ro. But, like, we already saw it in Princess and the Popper that doppelgangers happen. Yeah. You know? This could be a huge crossover movie. There could be four doppelgangers in one universe. <gasps> Love that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that's my interpretation of what actually happened oh, in the movie. At the wedding scene, it's like Luciana and Ro's mom, they're like, they look at each other really weirdly. They're, like, gazing at each other and singing about love. And I, I find notice. that weird. I didn't notice that. Yeah, you were too busy with your 12th dancing princesses thing. My theories. Yeah, but I was just kind of like... It, My it's... theories on the crossovers. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they were looking at each other weirdly. And I was like, this is, is something meant to happen between them? No. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously not. But, like, that's what I got from yeah. it. They were, like, gazing at each other, singing about, like, love and happiness and shit. But, yeah, the end made me mad because the kings just suddenly, like... So the king's like, okay, yeah, you can marry her. It's fine that she's not a princess. And then her mother comes in, and she's a queen, and she's just like, <gasps> Rosella. And then they start singing right here in my arms. And it's like, oh, she's a princess now? So that, that didn't matter? Yeah. Like, I just think it's stupid. Yeah, I wish that Ro hadn't been a princess. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, just ha- Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that. But again, I'll get more to the secret princess thing when we get to Prince Charm School. Yeah. Can't wait for that episode. <laughs> I have so much to say on that movie. So much. Okay, I think that's it then. Yeah, I There's think... There's a lot of awkward silence in this episode, I think. Or yeah. at least I feel like it, there was. I had to... I, it's fine. Try to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like that um, the movie ends with Ro and Antonio going off on adventures. I little, love the final scene, honestly. With their little animal found family. I don't get, like, did they put Azul, Tika, and 
Oh my god, I'm gonna call the monkey Pablo. Saji. Saji. Oh, I'm so bad at names right now. We took a five minute break. It was more than five minutes. We took a break and I can't remember anything. It was my mother's fault. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. Did they put them back to the island? No, I think they just went with them. Yeah. I think they went adventuring together, which, you know, with the whole um, colonization thing is also, you know, it, it's not good. Maybe they did just go adventuring. I'm like... But maybe they did just go adventuring, you know? That, that's what I would like. So, yeah, this episode was a bit of a mixed bag of some really dark and serious stuff and some funny has. Yep. It was mostly Daisy with the dark and serious stuff and me trying to lighten the mood. Yeah. That's what usually happens. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, I like this movie. It, yeah, was, it was fun. fun. It's definitely one of my favourites that we've watched so far. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Probably because it's one of the ones that we watched a lot when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And I also just think like the character models look really cool, this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, again, we're just seeing the like... The faces yeah, look very nice. The animation is really continually nice getting better and better. It's really which fun is to nice watch. To see. It's one of my favorite things. Like, um, especially like Azul's feathers. Mm-hmm. That looks great. That was probably my favorite pieces of animation in the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It gave me lots to think about. I do like, I do like how they just like did the romance plot and that was their main thing. Yeah, because I think that that a lot of the time the romance is more on the side and then that so you can't really care about it. So you can't really get into it. But like you know, it was nice mm-hmm. to see um, Rowan and Antonio end up together. I want Luciana to be happy. I want yeah. her to find herself a girlfriend, which she has in my mind. It's canon to me. Oh, the ratings. 74% on Rotten Tomatoes and 3.5 stars on Letterboxd, mm. which is quite good. I think that's... It's the third highest rated after... That we've seen so far. Yeah. After, um... Mermaidia? No. Oh. After, um, Princess and the Popper and 12 Days and Princesses. Oh, right. I thought Mermaidia would be one of the highest ones. No, because it's not as big of... These are, like... I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of weird. I don't know how to explain it. Like it's just those were the more popular movies, so more people are going to be going back and watching them and giving them good reviews. Yeah, for the nostalgia. Yeah. What's next? Next we have Barbie Mariposa and her butterfly friends. Woo! We'll either have to record record that right away again tomorrow, mm-hmm. or we'll have to tell everybody in our house to shut the fuck up on Saturday. Yeah. We'll see. Which they're bad at, so. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're waving. waving.